fellow marketers. This episode is brought to you by Quick. It is a auto transcription service. And actually this episode was transcribed in only minutes by this amazing service that we here at FSM use all the time. We're going to talk about it more later in the video, but check it out when you do have a minute. And welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Zach Basner. I'm joined by my brilliant co-host, Mariah Anderson. Hi. Today, we come to you with some really cool content. I think it's not something that we talk about a lot on the podcast, but it's important. And we have a great uh, guest on to talk about it with us. And so we're here to discuss really how paid social ads play into your overall video strategy. Oftentimes, we talk about the organic content marketing strategies and how you can leverage those to get more traffic, more leads, more sales. But there's also another side to that, which is amplifying your content with paid media. And so we couldn't think of anybody better to bring on than our very own Dan Baum. Hey. What's up, Dan? How's it Welcome going, guys? Podcast, my friends. I am happy to be here. Yeah, man. So you're a paid media specialist here at Impact. That's correct. That's what correct. What does that mean exactly? Yeah, so I basically handle um, all paid media traffic, media buying for clients uh, at Impact. Um, running along the same lines as they ask you answer. Uh, sometimes you just need a little bit extra bump. So I handle primarily Google, YouTube, LinkedIn, um, advertising for clients and just managing their campaigns, um, help them reach their goals, whether it's traffic, leads, whatever it is. Well, I think it's such an important conversation to have because... For a lot of companies, social media is a is a is a big part of what they're trying to do. But of mm -hmm. course, we know organic reach on social is just increasingly difficult, and it's hard to cut through the noise on social without having to spend money. I mean, that's just like it's table stakes now. If you really want to break through that noise, you have to you have to be willing to put some money behind that. So, my first question: out of because you know our listeners, kind of what they're doing and the yeah. kind of content they're creating. Absolutely. What, what is, in your opinion, like the best bang for your buck? Like if you were going to pick a top one of those as like the top one that you should be focused on, especially if you aren't doing any sort of paid media right now, what would it be out of those three? Yeah. So uh, again, if we're talking about video specifically, YouTube, best bang for your buck, 100%. Uh, general PPC, Google is probably your best bet because um, you have a, you have your focus on intent at that point, um, as in users are actually looking for a product or service, and then you're basically saying, "Hey, I'm right here, click on me." Um, but in terms of video and, and what you can do with video, YouTube is incredible for the, the amount of value you get per dollar spent. I've heard that. How cheap is it exactly? Yeah, so YouTube um, essentially they they'll charge you on two two factors basically how long someone is viewing your ad and if someone ends up clicking on the CTA or clicking on the the link to whatever page you're sending them to. Um, so it's a, it's average around six cents. So six cents per view through, um, and you only get charged unless someone views the entire ad. So if they view the entire ad and then don't click, you get charged. If they view half the ad and they click, you get charged. So um, really, really, really cost-effective way to get um, users to your site. I know quite a few of our listeners are running ads right now and they're doing it in-house. And these are small to medium-sized yep. businesses. These are not like huge companies. The, the, they're, they're doing it in-house. They're probably doing a good job, but I'm going to ask you a really tough question, Dan. I'm not sure how you're going to answer it. <laughs> how, how, how could somebody look at their, at the performance of their paid ads right now mm -hmm. and know if they're doing a good job of it? 
That is a tough question. <laughs> uh, so what I would say is it comes down to what you're tracking, what your goals are for that campaign. So everyone out there that's listening, end of the day, they want more leads. So they want more sales, things like that. So you're tracking the number of leads. Um, if your conversions are set up correctly in Google, you Google will tell you how many leads you generated. If you're going in a system like HubSpot or other CRM, you can tell, you can see what contacts or what leads have come in from, from paid search or paid social, whatever it is. Um, so basically you just need to be monitoring that. You need to A, monitor the quality of those leads um, and B, the amount of those leads. So if you're you have to just have an internal conversation and say, listen, if I, my conversion rate on my website is say 2%, um, my sales team is awesome and they convert 90% of all new leads into sales or whatever it is. You just need to do some backwards math. You want to hit this many leads per month, um, work backwards from your sales rate to your conversion rate on your website. And then you need to work back on your cost per click. So, and then it's going to tell that, that working backwards is going to tell you how much money you need to spend if you want to hit that goal. So how much, how much ad budget will it take to, you to, hit, to get enough people to the site, to get enough contacts and to get enough um, actual deals closed by your sales team um, to hit that, whatever your, your sales goal is for the year or the quarter or whatever. Um, so the main things that I look at in terms of success is that conversion rate, um, how many people are clicking an ad or clicking a YouTube ad and, and converting on the website. Um, and then, and that's, that's if I'm working towards a leads goal, if I'm working towards a brand goal or an engagement, a brand awareness, that kind of thing. Um, I'm looking at click through rates. I'm looking at how often are people engaging with my content, with my video or the ad, whatever I'm running. Um, how many people are seeing it versus how many that click on it. And if I'm getting good numbers there, if I'm getting, you know, three, 4% of people that see it engage with the ad, um, then I'm in good shape that I, then I know that the, the, the content is resonating with the audience and um, they, they like what I'm, they like what I'm giving them. So two main factors is going to be overall leads generated or conversions and click the rates or engagement rate. Do you primarily suggest doing paid ads on YouTube for certain industries and certain type of companies, or do you think that it's really applicable to anyone and everybody? It's actually incredible the level of sophistication when it comes to targeting that you have with Google and YouTube. So it, it really applies to everyone. If you have the content, you should be running YouTube ads because um, the, the level of targeting you can get is, is so robust. And so, you know, minute, you can get down to, even if it's, if you're local, you can get down to specific zip codes, you can get down to specific you could pull search queries in from Google and actually uh, like market to those people on YouTube. So if someone's searching for something specifically, you can put them into an audience and market to them, show them your video ad. So it really just comes down to if you have the content, you should be running it. As we mentioned earlier, this episode is sponsored by Quick. If you haven't heard of Quick, here's what it does. It allows anyone in your organization to quickly generate open captions for your videos. That means captions that are always there no matter where your viewers are watching. Video ads, social media, they're always visible. They're going to stop the scroll and they're going to cater to all of your viewers. Let's be honest, organic reach on social is getting increasingly difficult. And if you're running paid ads, you need to generate an ROI. Quick is going to help you do just that. It uses AI to generate your captions in just a few minutes. And it's very inexpensive with plans starting as low as $12 a month. 
Quick has saved marketers and videographers like you over 400,000 minutes of time. So believe me, they are worth checking out. Visit quick.io to try out Quick today. Why do you think video is is such an important part of advertising on social? Like why what makes it so different from just using images or text or mm-hmm. like cuz that seems it seems to me like most of the ads that I see are videos. Yeah, so it People, you know, they say a picture says a thousand words, video says infinite words at that point, pretty much. Um, we've just seen so much higher engagement with these videos and things like that. So it, it, it makes more the most sense to be running video instead. Um, since, since LinkedIn specifically added video, video advertising as an option, as opposed to their normal static image content, they get three times the clicks, three times the engagement. It's a 300% increase across the board with how well the ads perform. So it's, it's just, that's what people want. People, people see it, even if they don't even listen to it, you you see a lot of times people will be advertising with videos that have captions and things like that, because you know, they're going to autoplay when you scroll through your feed and you see the video. Um, same thing on Facebook is that people with the captions, they'd rather read the caption and watch the video than actually like actually listen to the video. Mm-hmm. But it's just the combination of that visual and that text coming in and, and telling the real story from beginning to end. However long the video is, whether it's a six second bumper ad on YouTube or a full minute long demo preview on LinkedIn, uh, people just enjoy seeing that story a lot more. I'm going to make an assumption here and say that if a, if a company's doing the asking answer really, really well, mm-hmm. then they're going to have the ability to target well because mm-hmm. they can, you know, retarget traffic that's looking at cost content or problems content or anything with the big five or certain things on the website. Yeah. So, you know, making that assumption that, okay, now we have a really good audience that we can retarget. Do you, do you think that it's, then you continue to repurpose the ask you answer content with ads, or do you feel like it's a, now you have to have kind of different content that you would use and amplify within social media channels. Is it the same or is it different? Um, if you have that audience built, uh, that, that they ask you answer qualified, you know, they're engaging with those articles. You have that built out. Um, yeah, it, you can use the same content, especially on the LinkedIn side where you do, you do, you are afforded a little bit longer of a window to, to, um, in terms of video length, like you, you can afford to do a, a minute, two minute video. Um, those 80% videos are great at that point because someone's already engaged with your brand. They're already familiar with what they, what you do. So getting that 80% video in there talking about the common questions and things like that, that you're, you're normally dealing with, um, just building that out, that audience is you have it there. It's, they're sitting there, they're waiting for you. And you know, you're just coming to them a little bit faster than they would maybe normally do organically. So, um, Answering the same questions that they ask you answer principles, it all, all applies. It all applies to the things you're doing on LinkedIn. Um, I'd love to talk about quality a little bit. I know in a previous episode, we kind of discussed how on certain social media platforms, sometimes more user-generated content feel does better um, because it's kind of what you expect sometimes on those platforms or it's kind of easy to not think that that's an ad because it doesn't feel overly polished. So um what are your thoughts in terms of what you've seen work well, whether they do the same or one does better than the other, but one that is a bit more, um, I'd say less polished and more user generated feel versus one that, um, you know, people have probably been creating, uh, produced content that they've been using. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah. It, 
Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like we see success across the board, depending. So there's that user generated, like even just this, this conversation we're on a zoom call, we're just doing a video chat, something like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen incredible results, especially um, coming from like events and things like that, like personal invitations saying like, Hey, like my name is Dan Baum. I, you know, I work at impact and I want you to come to my event or something like that. That type of content is super powerful because like you said, it doesn't look like an ad. It looks like someone's literally just posting a video, wanting to talk to their followers, their audience. Um, and the truth is you can reach an incredible, an incredible amount of people with that same, you know, rough video ad. And on the other side, you know, you, if you do have that, that nice polished, you, you do just come off as a, as a high quality producing brand, like the things you offer are quality. Mm -hmm. Um, So you do get both sides of the coin, uh, but it depends on, again, depends on what you're trying to accomplish, but have seen success with both. Definitely. It's almost like that, that more user generated feel, it just blends in with what they're already seeing in their feed. So it's, it's not as intrusive. Whereas when we see that like really high production value, polished stuff, it's, it's a, there's a large contrast between what we're already looking at Mm -hmm. versus what we see. And we, like, let's be honest, most social media users are pretty clever. Like you would know if something's bad or not. Like yes. it's not, you're not going to hide that. It even usually says like sponsored. So it's not, yeah. you're, not, yeah, you're yeah. not really blending in that well. So do you think, Dan, that this is something like if someone's doing this really well, um, are they typically in a relationship with an agency like impact or do they stand a good chance of doing this on their own? Like what does it require to do this well on your own without an agency? Yeah. Um, I would say that, especially in the B2B space, uh, LinkedIn is the most user-friendly and straightforward uh, campaign platform that I've ever used. Um, Anybody can pick that up, choose the level of targeting that you want. Um, You can target based on things like, like geographic location or job title or job function. You can target specific companies, people that work at those, your ABM strategy, you can target people that work at those specific companies and market to those specifically. Um, LinkedIn is super easy to pick up. Um, Reading, you know, a few blogs here and there, you, you should be ready to go on LinkedIn. Uh, YouTube's a little bit more complicated. I would say that th- there's a lot of real-time bidding that goes on. Um, so people that just pick up YouTube, oftentimes they end up either spending too much on things that aren't working or they're in the spending money in the wrong places. Um, so I would say that YouTube's probably a little bit slower going. You are going to need some some more, you know, whether it's a consultant or some kind of outside help to get up and running. Um, but again, it is, it's made by Google. So, I mean, it is made to, to generate traffic and, you know, do those things. So uh, it, it doesn't take long to get up to speed in Google uh, and uh, YouTube, but I would say that LinkedIn is definitely easier. So that's interesting. So yeah. do you, you feel like it, it might be a good fit for some people to at least engage with an agency to help them build their audiences and the campaign structure, and then they can like take it from there? Absolutely. It, absolutely. Yes. Um, that's the, the main thing about YouTube is, is um, LinkedIn is pretty straightforward in terms of the targeting. You, like again, job titles, all that stuff I just mentioned. Uh, YouTube's a little bit like I need to target people that are searching specific keywords and, and only at this time of day. And there's a bunch of other little nuanced things. Um, but yes, once the campaigns are up, the targeting is good um, and you're bidding in the right places at the right times and you know at the right levels. Uh, you can, you can set it and run. And then basically at that point, what you're doing is managing how managing new ads, adding new ads, new content, um, 
however often it is. Um, and then you're just pretty much letting that campaign run. Yep. Yeah. So that could be a good option for, for some mm. of our listeners. The way that I like to think about this is, is it's like, you know, what we do on the consulting side for, for video production and for content creation, things like that. It's like, um, you know, it, we're teaching people how to become financial advisors, but when mm. it comes to, comes to paid media, that's like stock trading. Mm-hmm. It's like advanced <laughs> stuff that you got to like, you have to like be in the know. You got to know what's happening day to day to day because mm-hmm. everything changes so much. Yeah. So I, I feel like in many cases, it just makes a lot of sense to, to engage an agency, at least to begin with, you know, even if it costs a little bit of money, the, I feel like the returns and the promotion of your content are going to be there. But it's, that also leads me to an interesting question too. How do most agencies structure their pricing when it comes to help with this paid media stuff. If they're, mm-hmm. if they're doing it for you or if they're maybe just consulting you to do it yourself, like how does the pricing work there? Well, like what you just said, it's like the stock market. Um, the best way I can describe it is Google and YouTube and, and together is basically gambling at the casino and the stock market combined. It's, it's, the, it's the best way to describe it like that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So back to your question. Most comp- most companies with the consulting would would do based on an hourly rate to base based on how many how many hours of time you want to spend with that person. Um, I would rececommend at least you know a couple hours a month to, when you're getting started. Um, that can run from anywhere you know a thousand a month to twenty five hundred a month, depending on the level of whoever you're engaging with. And when someone's doing it for you, um, pricing structures vary based on. The, the level of your account, what you want to spend in that account. So ad spend comes into play there. If you have a bigger budget, it takes more management hours. So they're going to be end up charging you more. Um, some do like a performance fee based, based the percentage based on how much you're spending that month. They'll take that plus a base fee. Um, and that can range anywhere from a flat rate of 25, 3,500 a month up to, you know, 5,000 plus a percentage of whatever you're spending. So it really comes down to your budget. Um, And the one thing that I would say is that a lot of people end up being turned off from, from Google and YouTube specifically because they they'll start off doing something on their own. Um, They'll spend a bunch of money or or spend what limited money they have and just they, they get scared of it and it's just, it didn't work out or they're not tracking things properly. So they don't really know what results they're getting from these campaigns. Um, so they're just like, no, this is scary. It's too risky. I don't want to, I don't want to be involved, but the amount of guardrails you have within Google and YouTube, like there's so many things that you can do to protect that budget. And you know, you're protecting the house at this point to make sure you, every dollar you spend is the most qualified dollar you can spend. So, yeah. When you look at people who come to us and they've been running ads for a while, is there like, one to two things that you see are red flags that they miss that kind of get in the way of them being successful. That way, people who are doing it in-house, if there's a couple of things they might be overlooking that could get in the way, what would those potentially be? Yeah, the first one that immediately jumps to mind is um, Google and all, all of the platforms, Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all the platforms pride themselves at how great their AI is. They, they say, we have the best formula. We know the math. We know who wants to see your ads, da, 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 da. They don't really know what's going on. Um, <laughs> so, so it, they, they're incredible. Like I, I'm not going to lie. The, the, a level of automation that they give you is, is actually pr- pretty incredible. Um, but at first you don't want the machine, I guess, to be making decisions for you on your behalf. Um, so many times right out of the box, if you click a new campaign and link to Google, Facebook, all those platforms, um, they're going to let, they're going to say, we're going to optimize your ads for you. We're going to rotate the ones that are performing well in and 
kind of not display the ones that aren't performing so well. But they make that decision, in my opinion, way too quickly. Mm -hmm. So I like to put that on manual mode. I like to say, rotate my ads indefinitely. Don't don't prefer ads based on how they're performing um, so that I can actually look, wait till they get to a level of statistical significance and I can say, okay, it's clear at this point, this ad isn't performing as well. I'm going to either pause it out remove it or create more ads similar to the ones that are performing well. Um, so that's the main thing I would say is like, you're, you're the, you're the human, you're the brain, you know what people want. Um, you know, your company, uh, make those decisions at first for, for yourself and for your own campaigns. Man, I want to keep going. This is, this is incredible. So you keep going. Uh, I'm a guy I got all day. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have a, a pillar page on the, the website for paid media, Dan? We do. Uh, we have one for Google and YouTube. Yep. Okay. So that's a, that's a really good resource for y'all listeners to check out and, you know, get more of a kind of an in-depth take on Dan's genius. And we have a great team here (laughs) at Impacts. Dan, I'd love to have you on at some point in the future to talk about one of these things specifically. Yeah. Love to, would love to definitely. So if people want to get in touch with you, Dan, and talk about this anymore, what is the best way to reach you? Uh, yeah, you can find me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, Daniel T.Bomb. Um, and on Instagram, Dating Gringo with a zero at the end. Um, and then if you want to reach out on email, whatever whatever it is, uh, dbaum at impactbp.com. So looking forward to hearing from you guys. Awesome. Well, we're going to drop the uh, paid media pillar in the show notes. We'll also drop a couple articles handpicked by Dan uh, as next steps for you to get started on some of the things that we talked about today uh, or keep going with what you're already doing. And we appreciate your time. We're honored that you spend time with us. Make sure you like this video if you enjoyed it. Comment down below. Let us know that you're watching and make sure you subscribe and tell all your friends about the Film School for Marketers podcast. Until we see you next time, keep learning. Keep learning.